Welcome to West Virginia Commonplace. Today, I have a special guest with me. I actually have a friend of mine, like someone that we hung out. It was like, um, it was for a brief time, but we hung out. We went to like some crazy party or crazy clubs and we drank the greatest drink ever, ever. Ultra's great. It's a freaking, was it vodka, rum maybe? No, no, it was cranberry juice. Remember the cranberry juice with the vodka? Yeah, cranberry juice with the vodka. Okay. Now, um, everybody knows me. I'm host, JR. My co-host, Stacy's with me today. Hey, everyone. And we have with us Jake. Jake, real fast. This is what I want you to do before we uh, go deep into this episode. Set us up real good. Tell us about you. Well, um, I'm 28 years old now. Uh, born July 9th, 1993. So I'm a cancer. Uh, I'm a trans man, obviously. and. Well, I've had a pretty tough upbringing, but I mean, I can see that I became a great person in my own. Okay. Now, the, the, the title of this episode is Jen to Jake. So let's go back 14 years to Jen. Or well, we go back as far as you want to go with this. Enlighten us on where everything started and how you got to where you are today. Well, I mean, everything started when I was just small. I mean, everybody could tell from, like, just being a little six-year-old little kid that I wasn't me. I wasn't comfortable with who I was. I wasn't, I didn't feel like I was in the right body. And, I mean, there were, I started dressing the way I wanted to, and it became a real big issue with my family. I mean, I grew up in a Bible-thumping family of more of, they were, they were not okay with how I was. I took a lot of ass whoopings for wearing my brother's underwear. Uh, if I didn't dress the way they wanted me to, I didn't go. I mean, I'd get left home at six, seven years old by myself and just left there just because I wouldn't dress or be how they wanted me to be. And I went through hell. I went through hell from the time I was a young kid until I finally graduated high school. And the day I graduated, I moved out. I went on my own and I was, I've been on my own ever since. Now let's do a little bit of uh, geography real quick. Cause we met in West Virginia. West Virginia is not one of the strongest places you can come and be free and open about who you are. And it takes like, Everybody knows we have minor cities and we have major cities. So everybody, we have Charleston, we have Huntington, Parkersburg, and Morgantown. Those are basically our cities. And we're not saying that there's not people out there that are not supportive because there there are people, so don't, don't take that wrong at all, anybody. But the point of the thing is that West Virginia is a little behind on times. A lot of people are are stuck in their ways. I mean, even the governor says that we're a retirement state. So, I mean, pe people were stuck how they are. So, none of that is saying that there's not people that are not supportive, but we want to make that clear there. Right. So, growing up, we'll say you're down, we won't say exactly where you were, but we'll say you're in the southern part. Lincoln, Mingo, Logan, Boone County, around them areas. See, I did grow up in Lincoln, though. Right, and those are hard, cold countries. 
that is, that's a different type of mindset. Them people are a different breed of people because when you go to Charleston, it's a difference. When you go down 119 or if you go around Hurricane and go down 34 the other way to get to link to out there to those places like Lincoln County. So it's a whole other mindset. So when you got into high school, uh, and we won't go deep, there's only two high schools in that county, correct? Duval and the other one. Nope. Duval's not a high school anymore. There's one high school. All right. But at that time, it was two, right? It was just one. So y'all have a consolidated school that takes care of a whole county. And one part of the county is in a certain area, and the other part of the county is near the richest county, like, because Putnam is the richest county in West Virginia. So what was it like as a high schooler? Because it's not an identity crisis. It's who you are. What was it like in high school, ninth grade to 12th grade? Let us know about that. What happened in those pivotal years? Because that's when you make your pivot from being a child to a semi-adult. Not a full adult, but semi. Say, I want to start at eighth grade, though, because okay. eighth grade when I first made my move here. I first came down here and everything. Uh, we were, we lived in a big town back in New Jersey before we ever came down here. It was a real small town when we came down. Uh, I grew up in the backwoods, so I didn't really have any friends or neighbors even really that were really close because I was all with this back range. Uh, coming into middle school, uh, was pretty tough. I mean, I had a lot of kids that would pick on me. I had a lot of kids that I had one time where these kids, uh, I was doing a mile run for gym class and they just stood on top of my shoelaces that I didn't know were beside me and literally ripped my shoelaces through my shoes. Uh, I got asked out by a girl and it lasted for about two days before she, uh, we had a big auditorium thing. And she came onto the microphone in the middle of the auditorium and let everybody know that it was a big joke. Whoa. I mean, so it was a lot of shit. I mean, and then going into high school really wasn't much easier. I mean, yeah, I'd have girls flirt with me now and then until they found out that I wasn't, they thought I was a guy and wasn't a guy at the time. And they, and then they would just turn into like big jokes. At what point did you take on the name Jake? Uh, I guess I finally came out of my shell uh, more of my junior year. Uh, I finally started dressing more of how I wanted to. I cut my hair shorter like I wanted to. And I just became me. And it just felt so right. Right. So until then, you were still known as Jen. Okay. And the thing is that uh, to describe you to the audience, you have a physique, you have a build to you. So the build from girl <laughs> to transitioning to a man, I mean, you were an athlete, you had a, you have an athletic build to you. So you could measure out however you wanted to. And this is even into your mid-20s, because that's when we met in your mid-20s. But you dressed the part and you, and, and like I say, not to be rude or anything, I say this, when I met you, I thought you were just straight up a man, no nothing transition or nothing. I'm just like, what's up? You know, we <laughs> work together and then party. No issue, no uh, anything like that. What was the biggest thing that happened to you when you came to the city, when you came to St. Albans and you were out on your own, you were out here living your life? What was the biggest, like, like what happened to you in Charleston? 
because everybody has a story. Like, did something good or bad happen once you started expressing yourself? See, in in Charleston, um, I was in a really bad relationship. It was really uh, repoxic. Um, I literally had a guy with a knife that in my basement try to threaten to kill me. I mean, I got attacked by a pit bull. Uh, I went through some hell with a relationship that I should never have dealt with. It really kind of ruined me to a point. Uh, for a little while, I was really in a depressive state because I, I still wasn't in the body I wanted. I still didn't feel like I looked like what I wanted to look like. And my girlfriend at that time did not help that at all. Uh, she actually told me that she would she would leave me just for trying to be who I wanted to be. Uh, eventually, it led to a point. I, I'll be honest. I tried to kill myself. I I, I tried to overdose on pills. Uh, I finally got out of that and got a little bit got myself out and got myself more happy. Uh, my cousin took me out to Hawaii for uh, two whole two whole years and out in Hawaii I mean it finally I was able to peak I was able to I, I started to work out more I started to get my physique that I wanted I started to get that look that I wanted uh, and more people were more open about it I mean there was more there were more bars that had more people like me it was a lot easier to meet other people like me which I actually did I met my buddy named Skyler. I mean, we've been we've been best friends since I met him, and uh, he actually lives in uh, Taiwan. Mm. Yeah, he was uh, he was on a uh, he was only eighteen when I met him, and he was like on a uh, summer like one of those summer work visas. So he was out in Hawaii for that whole time. And it was awesome, and it, it it felt good to have somebody else that was like me that I could talk to that we were all changing and we could express how everything was changing among us. And, uh, especially starting testosterone. Oh my gosh. Uh, imagine, uh, you already know a male boy's puberty. Yes. Well, starting <laughs> testosterone, you're going through the whole puberty cycle from the very beginning. So your voice does the high and lows and you get that little squeak in there. Yep, and then it finally drops. So you said you said you went over with your cousin. Yeah. How how is your uh, relationship with your family now? The rest of your family uh, has it gotten better or is it still strained? Well, when I say my cousin, we're not we're not physically related. Okay, but it's still uh, okay. Yeah, he's he's yeah. like he's like the only family that's really there for me. Um, okay. In about 2016, I met my mom for mm-hmm. the first time. We started talking for the first time after I hadn't seen her since I was four years old. And uh, she's been one of my biggest supporters. I mean, mom loves me no matter what. But when it comes to my adoptive family, no one has even talked to me since I graduated. Okay. Uh, Sometimes you don't need that. Like you, you, you make your own family. I think, uh, I mean, real, real families are great when you have that support system, but when you don't, you know, you, you make your own family. Like you said, it might not be your cousin by blood, but 
He's your family. Or they're your family. Okay. Now let's go into to the, some of the hard hitting questions. Cause the, the great thing about this podcast is we educate people. We want people to learn things about, um, cause we all have different things about us, you know, things that go on. So let's, if you don't mind, let's talk about the testosterone. Like when did it become a point that it was like, Hey, and I'm not saying the word tougher, but I want to say it like this. It was time to get more masculine. That's the best way to put it. Um, well, I have to say that my decision to finally start, it was it was a lot easier than it was hard because there was there was no family that didn't want me anymore because I hadn't spoken to them in years and they hadn't spoken to me. Um and so it became a lot easier to decide to do it. Uh, yeah, I was a little bit nervous at the beginning because, well, they were shots, and I'm a little little nervous when it comes to the needles. Uh, but really starting it, though, the clinic there has to be the biggest thing that helped me because in Hawaii, they actually had their own clinic for transgender. Uh, so they had a separate clinic that was specifically for transgender people. So they educated us on how to use the needles, how much to put in it, what to make it easier to be able to inject and everything. And I, I have to say, I'm going to put a shout out to them, the Lavender Clinic out in, out in Oahu. I mean, because they were the biggest support in that whole process that helped me to be okay and be more comfortable with doing my shots and everything. So if anybody has any questions or anything like that, they can probably reach out to them and they're, they're really good to communicate with. Oh, yes. Okay. All right. So another thing, like, uh, with your journey in, in being going from one gender to a next gender, um, were there certain roles that you had to assign more? Like after you started getting more masculine, you got the more facial hair, um, your arms, your body transformed. Were there certain things that you had to take away from your female self to go to your male self? Like, did you have to lose some of yourself to become, or obviously, no, no, you didn't need, need, I need to rephrase that. You didn't lose yourself. Did you gain more of yourself as you were losing Jen? Um, to be honest, yeah. I mean, the, the first noticing sign that you got when you're starting is like the voice change, the pitch drop. Uh, you don't get your like official full drop. It, it takes like a couple of months to start to get that full drop in, but really noticing the, the facial hair coming in and my body hair getting darker and, and it all coming together. And then you start to notice too, with uh, the testosterone that your fatty distribution changes. So I noticed more when I was a gen is that I get more fat on my thighs or on my butt. Uh, but with men, with the testosterone, your fatty distribution changes and you start to actually gain more fat towards your belly rather than towards everything else. Uh, so you really start to notice this actual physical change in your own appearance. Okay. Now, what about with the weightlifting? Because, like, uh, with weightlifting, I mean, I don't know. I'm not transgender. So did you realize, like, an, an increase in your strength? Um, the tightness of your, your muscles and everything else, was it a difference? In oh, without a, without a doubt. I mean, because with the testosterone, men get a natural, a natural muscle build. Uh, a lot of women have to work a lot harder to get the actual muscle build that a, that a guy has. 
Um, but when you start testosterone, your muscles actually start to work with you. Uh, you, as you start to work out yourself, you'll notice that you'll be increasing on that strength. You'll be increasing on that endurance. Um, and it actually pushes you to actually go harder. And I mean, some guys go a little bit too hard, which you got, you got to be slow. You got to be slow with it because it's not a fast process of working out. Uh, I, I mean, I started off with just doing the bar itself without the weights. Uh, but that's only because as going in, going into the transition in the beginning, you're not, you don't have a lot of that core muscle that, that a guy would have. So it's a lot harder to work at first, but once you start at it, it just starts to come naturally and starts to build more. And it, I mean, I, I got some guns now. They're pretty hard. <laughs> I even got a six pack. <laughs> Right, because you can tell, like, looking at you, you have, like JR said, you have a masculine build now. Yeah, you're defined. Like, you can, you can tell that you you want to be perceived as masculine. Yeah, you got yeah. tough built in you. I mean, I've body slammed I mean, it could, be the, it could just be the sweatshirt, but, you know. <laughs> so, let's get into what's deep, because on this show, we do mental health empowerment. It's a mental anguish in anything we do. I changed uh, this shirt to a blue shirt, and it's not the Rick and Morty shirt I want to wear, but it's I like the blue. You know, I might I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a little anguish over that later. So, when you got to the point where you started peaking in your masculinity with the testosterone, what was your mindset like? How did you cope and deal with this? Because it's a, a gratification, like I'm getting to where I want to be, but at the same time. It's this darkness in the behind you, and I know this darkness because I know what it, like when I wrestled and stuff. Like I was getting in shape, getting really cut up and doing this stuff, and then sometimes I was just like, "Why am I doing this? Did that ever happen to you?" See, when it came with me is in the beginning of working out, I wasn't seeing I wasn't seeing much change, and it did bring me down a little bit because I I was wanting this change so bad that it just I I just started working out even more. And, but I mean. Once it started more and I started to become more adapt with it and I started to work with it a lot more, I became more happy. I, I noticed that I wasn't, I, I was getting, I, I've, I'm, I'll admit I've got depression, I've got anxiety, I've got PTSD and I've got night terrors. Uh, but I really noticed a drop in my depression is that because I started to become more comfortable in my skin. Um things it became more comfortable with me working out in front of all these guys because I started to build more uh, it was a little bit like anguish like uh I don't know if these guys are noticing that I'm wearing a binder or if these guys are noticing that I don't look exactly like them or they're noticing that I'm not changing in the changing room with them I mean so that was a little bit a little bit uh like uh like you explained with the red shirt and the blue one, bub. But I mean, once I started getting more comfortable in my skin and it made me, and I got a little happier, it, I didn't, it, it started to get to the point that I could change in the guy's locker room and not care if anybody looked at me because I knew who I was. I knew how I felt and it made, it made me happy that my body was starting to physique the way it is. So, so how is it now? Like, like when you introduce yourself as my name is Jake, like, do you think people handle you better? Like, do they, do they 
know instantly or do you explain it as you're like doing that introduction or is it I'm, I'm Jake and that's it? Um, most people it's just Jake and I, and that's it. Um, the girl I'm currently with, uh, I did go through the whole explaining process with her about explaining I was and how my body was and the different changes, but also the different things that are still the ways that they were. Um, but with most people, it's just Jake. Um, I've come across a couple of people. I mean, like when I'm working, uh, Right now, you got you guys can see me. They can't, but I've got right. short hair now. Uh, my hair grew out for a while. Um, it, it it was my ex's idea. I didn't really like it too much. Uh, but when it was growing out, it, I got a little bit more, a little bit more diminished with myself, a little bit more for a little bit. Um, only because, like, even though I had a name tag and it said Jake on it. I, I would get customers and stuff that would come to my store and they would be like, Oh, you're such a pretty young lady. And I'm just like, right. myself, see the beard. Do you not see the beard? Right. <laughs> um, I used to be a manager at a gas station and we had a few customers that would come in and mess with two of my employees. And eventually I had to tell them like, listen, if you, if you can't get it corrected, then you need to find another gas station to come to. Like, this is who they are, and this is how they want to be, um, like, mentioned. Like, this is a he, him, and this is a she, her. So if, if you can't respect that, either come in a different time or go to another station. So, like, that's that's eventually how, how I had to handle that. So let me tie you two together, because y'all do have a connection you don't know about. <laughs> you know the connection. We all lived in St. Albans. You lived down Mandeville on one stretch, but there was a 7-Eleven between me and you. She yeah. was the manager of the 7-Eleven. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. That, now, now, yeah, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, because yeah, I lived on by the, the railroad tracks that went yeah. Okay. River. Yep. Yeah, so we have we all have a connection. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's kind of crazy, so I just wanted to get that out there. Yeah. Now, um, you, you go through all the steps. You're taking care of yourself. You're building yourself up. Your 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 self esteem. You're loving yourself more. Okay. Now it's time to spread love out in the world. What was your first hiccup or your mistake that you made when you decided after you had reinvented yourself and got yourself, um, or not reinvented yourself, you got yourself exactly what you wanted to be? What was the first mistake you made in showering the world with love? Uh, well, I have to say, uh, I, I decided to finally go out swimming once and I decided I didn't want to wear a shirt. So I just wore my binder and it was, it was a bit uncomfortable because a lot of people like, you know, stare because it looks like a guy swimming in a t-shirt. But I mean, as I, I, I got more comfortable with it my, in my own way because I stopped caring I stopped caring about the people that were staring around me because it didn't matter what they wanted to look at or what they seen when they looked at me because I knew how I was. Um, for a lot of trans guys, it could be a little bit hard. I mean, there's a lot of guys out there, though. I have to say, especially all over TikTok, I am so proud of some of these transgender guys. There are some of them that are completely topless. Right. And, and post in their pre-surgery. And they're just that comfortable with their own skin that 
they're not afraid to show it off. And eventually, I'd like to get that comfortable. I mean, eventually, I'd like to have surgery just to get rid of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But so that yeah. is in the plans. Oh, yes, ma'am. <laughs> All right, good, good, good. Now, um, what we do on this podcast is uh, we've heard a little bit of your story, but I need you to give back to to help someone because that's what we do on here. We help people, like, because there's someone right now, there's a Jen that's sitting in Hurricane West Virginia right now that's afraid to come out and let her family know that she is a he. What I need you to do right now is encourage and please give us your mission statement. What would you tell that person, that Jen that's in Hurricane West Virginia? Well, I'm going to say this, is that um, your family might not take it right. Every every family is different. Some families are going to take it a lot better than some others. Some are going to be like my family and really outrate it. Um, but you can't be afraid. I mean, if you want to be you, you can't be afraid. This world, we have we have limited time on this earth. Everybody knows it. We're all on this earth as long as as long as we're breathing. And there's no point in living in a shadow. You don't want to live in that dark space because that dark space is it's it's going to engulf you. It's going to put you in this headspace that you're not you're not going to ever be able to be happy. But if you you spread your wings, you let it all out. You let it out in the open. You you don't you just what you need to do is not care. Don't care what the people around you think. Don't care what your family thinks, because no matter what, there's always people that out there that will care. Right. And there's a lot of people out there that will reach out and be your family when you have no one else there. I mean, fuck, you throw them my way. I'll be their family. I'll be a brother. Okay, I so you all heard it. Yeah, if if you have any doubt that, that you're going to have the support system, there, like he said, there's always somebody out there that's going to be willing to help you out. So so reach out. Um, how how can they find you? Um, well, I'd say the best thing would probably be my phone number. No, <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> okay, so so we'll do it this way. If if you need help, if if you have questions. If you want to to reach out to Jake, maybe there's something that that we didn't cover. Send us an um, an email or send us a message on Instagram, um, wvuncommonplace um, at gmail.com. And let me ask you this real quick: Do you have an Instagram handle still? I don't think I have Instagram. Right, well, I'm gonna need you after we get off the phone after you're done with life. We need you to go make an Instagram because what's going to happen after this is people are going to contact you. They're going to want to reach out to you because we have this thing when we release the podcast. There's a thing called show notes. The show notes, I'm going to put your name in there, not your full name. Right. But if you have a tag or if you want them to talk to you on Facebook, I'll put a link so they can come to your profile so they can come talk to you. Because you don't understand this, and, and, and I never understood it until someone pointed it out to me. It's more than an influential help on someone's life. It's you are advocating with what you're doing, right. every step you take, right? And we never put ourselves in a glass and look at ourselves like, oh, I'm – doing something that's going to actually help other people. We're just like, I'm helping myself, not in a selfish way, but I'm helping myself get to where I want to be. I have a message. I have a statement. In your message and statement, people will 
flock to you because you're being strong, you're being vulnerable, you're showing the world that, yeah, you're showing the world that it's more <laughs> yes. than just an S on your chest. There's human inside. It's not an Android, it's an iPhone. You know, it's, it's life. You know, because people use Androids, and I will say this, are kind of old. <laughs> they're robots. But, you know, so definitely if you can make an Instagram handle, because uh, people will jump on you. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't give people your Snapchat because Snapchat gets crazy. But <laughs> well, I'm gonna tell you this. I don't have any room on my phone currently to download any apps, but I do have Snapchat and I don't care if people blow up my Snapchat. Okay. I don't care if they can blow it up all they want. I will talk to anybody and everybody. Okay, so we'll if you want us to, we'll share your Snapchat code. You guys can uh, um get together with Jake, go on Snapchat. Or also, like I said, you can you can send us a message and we'll link you guys together somehow. But you always have a support system out there, whether you know it or not. If it's whether it's family that is by blood or family that you create, there's always somebody out there that is willing to help you out. So before we end this podcast, there's a thing that I do. Um, I pay homage to a TV show called 2020. It used to come on when I was a kid, come on Friday nights after TGI Friday came on. I know you're a little younger, so you don't know about <laughs> this. So um, on this show, they ask really edgy questions. They they want to get a, a sense of things. So the question in the, that comes to mind from the dumb side of the world, the, the, the part that of the brain that doesn't think is this. What is your position on this? How many stages or what stage are you complete in your training? Um, I have to say, for a lot of transgender guys, it's it's different because some some choose not to ever have the surgeries, and that's still complete. You're still complete. You're the way you want to be. Uh, some guys go on to have all the surgeries. Some only get top surgery. Um, but it all it all depends on you. It all depends on what you want. If you want your body to look like this, or you don't want to change it to completely look like that. That's all right. And how I will say it is, once you are comfortable in your own skin, that's where and you that's where you want to be. You're complete. You're you. And I do want to say one thing to everybody listening. I love every single one of you because you're you. You're not anybody else, and you don't ever have to pretend to be anybody else. And I like that. So now here goes my hard-hitting question. And this is the hardest question on earth. Perception. Perception is something we're perceived. Um, we can't dictate how we're perceived or how someone receives us as a person, uh, as an entity or anything. From Jen to Jake, the perception you have of yourself today, whom is that? And how far are you going? Just attitude. I'm not talking about physical things, but I'm talking about your attitude. Uh, how you're going to just carry yourself from now on? I have to say that Jen was this shy kid that hardly anyone ever talked to, and if they did, they bullied her, and they and they tore her down. She was just she was just a shell. Uh, going into Jake. I feel I feel confident. I'm strong. I'm my own person. I've I've developed a backbone, 
<laughs> per se. Um, I don't take anybody's anybody's garbage anymore, and I feel like I'm more. How how would I describe it? I don't feel empty anymore. I feel full. Okay. So do you do you think you're where you are mentally? Like, are you are you good? Like, you are. I can continue whether whether you change continue to change physically. You're you're Jake. You're you're there, and you're where you want to be. Yeah, um, I can say it. Yeah, with strong confidence that my my mental state is exactly where I want it to be. I've good. I've felt so so much of a just so much of myself that it just it it completely it's like the gen that was there yeah she's always there in the shadow because i can't i can't change who i was born as but i can change who i will live as right we'll um wrap up here because we know you got things to do so just know we are proud of you for making the decisions that you made and we are glad that you are strong enough to overcome everything that you have overcome. And we wish you great success in everything that you continue to do. And we hope that you're able to help out a lot of people going on forward. And the last part of the show that goes right back over to you, I need you to give a quick shout out to everyone that's helped you along the way. Cause this is a cool thing in life. No matter what happens, we have people, because I consider myself a tumbleweed. People hear from me once in a while. <laughs> hear from me when you need to, or if you need someone to talk to you, we meet back up in life, we talk, and then I'm like a tumbleweed, I disappear again. But you always know that there's a tumbleweed there. So I need to know the people that have helped you, even if they've been tumbleweeds or whatever, give a big shout out to them, because they're going to hear this, or one of their friends is going to hear this, or their cousin's mother, sister's going to hear this. So please, give a big shout out. Um, well, I'd have to give back big shout out to the main my my family the family that i had as a kid that i i stayed with i stayed i like lived with them their mom had her an own drawer for me if i closed and that'd be have to be the entire watson family i mean kyle nisa lucas i mean momo missy dad slinky i mean everybody uh matt hodges i mean he's been my best friend for the longest longest time um you of course sir because you're all you're all for me no matter what um but i have to say the my biggest supporter has been right now is my mom uh christina lecomte i mean she yeah she gave me up a long time ago and she never wanted to she was young her mom was dying and she had to take care of her and there was no way she'd take care of us with her and i forgave her for all that mistake. And I have to say I got one last person, which is my girlfriend currently. And it's Mandy. And she's she's been she stays up with me on the dark nights. She's there for me no matter what. I can talk to her about anything and she's always there to listen. And she's the absolute love of my life. It I don't I can't see another time without her anymore. All right. <laughs> Now, once again, guys, I want to thank you guys for listening to West Virginia and Commonplace. Uh, you all know the routine with this. I do my quick little spiel here, and here it goes. Um, you can follow us over at www.wvuncommonplace.com. You can check us out on all 14 social media platforms. You can hear this podcast on over 15 different 
RSS feeds or podcast apps. That's iHeartRadio. That's Apple. That's Spotify. That's wherever you want to listen. Um, I can't dictate where you listen. Um, and I want to thank, once again, I want to thank Stacy. I want to thank Jake. So, Stacy, I want you to finish out with us real quick. Uh, let everyone know that you have taken one hosting duties with me on a on a full-time basis on certain episodes. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to pop in a little bit more often now, get my get my toes wet, I guess as I say it. Um give a little more of my attitude in here and there and let you guys know that JR's not, you know, a single entity here. All right. And um Jake, I want to tell you this and I do a quick statement. Uh, it's a testimony of doing all my episodes. I want to say this. I'm very proud of you, first off, before we go any further in this testimony. What I like is when I met you, you were wild. You were hanging out with us. We were all drinking. Listen, we were all over St. Owens. And don't get me St. Owens, please. We were all over St. Owens drinking. Like we were running around Charleston drinking. It didn't matter what we were doing. Heck, we got drunk in, uh, on New Year's Eve into the day. We we drank, We drank. stayed up all night long, ended up in the cab, and then ended up back in St. Owens. Um, and probably had the greatest time ever. Um, and it was lovely. I will say this <laughs> about Charleston as a whole. Charleston after... After 12 o'clock at night, if you're downtown, is one of the greatest places you can be. Um, and it doesn't matter what part of the community you're part of. Just as long as you're in the center of town, you will have a great time. Um, but to get back to you, and then we'll let this go. Um, everything you're doing, your testimony, everything that you've given, everything you're, you've said, the way you carry yourself, the way you just do anything, and you always say, Bob. Um, <laughs> that is amazing. I want you, to, for the rest of your life, to keep doing that. Don't stop being this person because this is the person I've known um, when we were working anywhere with Crazy Mark. God rest his soul. I don't know if he's dead <laughs> or not, but <laughs> he might be dead. But, um, you know, we had amazing times, even though it was brief. We've always kept in contact at some point here or there. Um, one last thing uh, Jake is an avid video gamer. Um, you can catch him on different platforms. We will get you links for that too because people reach out. And next thing you know, you have a Twitch show going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll talk to you about it later. We'll, we'll work out something for you. Um, Any links you want us to throw in there, we'll put on there. So that way people can reach out and ask questions. All right. So guys, uh, once again, this is JR and Stacy from West Virginia Commonplace with Jake. Um, I am signing off. <laughs>